Six for the third quarter. Exalted joined by Valerie Lane, dropping in behind them as Queen of Quebec. Then came Mini Mares and Berries and Cherries getting into the clear. Exalted on the turn just in front. Valerie Lane made that turn awkwardly, tries to balance up again. Then came Mini Mares wider out as Queen of Quebec getting home. Exalted in front. Queen of Quebec's after her. Mini Mares coming through late with Berries and Cherries. Queen of Quebec hit the lead from Berries and Cherries. And Queen of Quebec wins it. Welcome back, Roscoe. Beats Berries and Cherries, third home. Uh, was many mares from Elderbear and Demi who hit the line hard. Exalted weekend and Valerie Lane was... Queen of Quebec taking out the Lynn McPherson Memorial Breed for Speed Silver Series Final. And as you heard there, Dan said, welcome back to the winner's circle, Roscoe, for Ross Payne, who has had a bit of health issues of late, but uh, is back in the sulky now. I think this was just his second drive back. And a horse that loves his driver is Queen of Quebec. Her and Ross seem to get along so well. She can be a little bit of a, a funny trotter to drive, can put in some mixed uh, steps, but uh, Ross seems to be able to get the very best out of this horse, and he got the best out of her Saturday night. He did a little bit of a Chris Alford uh, drive, which we'll get to a little bit later. Mini Mez led comfortably uh, from the good draw, exalted from the second row draw, did a fair bit of work three wide to get around the field and find the lead after 600 metres with berries and cherries going to three pegs from its inside second row barrier draw. Valerie Lane made her run three wide going down, the eight, down at the 800 metre mark in the back straight. Queen of Quebec, who was last at this stage, trailed her up. Valerie Lane then rolled to the death seat. With about 350 metres to go, Exalted looked like uh, it was under a little bit of pressure here. And this is where Ross copied Chris Alford's drive on Grumpy. Instead of staying three wide, he dropped in on Valerie Lane's back into the 1-1 for that part of the home turn. Before easing out as they straightened, Exalted had kicked again in the straight and looked like it was going to be very hard to run down. But as soon as Queen of Quebec balanced up, she just sprinted straight past Exalted. Berries and cherries got home well. And uh, also Minimare stuck on really bravely for third after being laid leaders back. But the win by Queen of Quebec was uh, well rewarded for Roscoe uh, coming back to the sulky and would have gave him a huge lift. The mile rate, they went 158.8, a lead time of 7.5 seconds. The first quarter was 28.9, and that's when Exalted was making its move around the field, so certainly did take the sting out of it. 31.5, 30.7, and then dashed home in 28.4. 2.8 metres uh, was a winning margin, but... I think if Queen of Quebec had have gone another 100 metres, that margin was going to get a little bit bigger, Bronte. Yeah, Queen of Quebec is one of those horses where, at her best, she looks like she's going to continue to go up through her grades. So she's a very nice horse at her best. I don't feel like we see it as often. Uh, another Chris Sfinocio success tonight. She went huge, and congratulations to Ross Payne. That was so nice to uh, see Berries and Cherries, I think, is one of the most underrated uh, mares that are going around. She just is so brilliantly fast, and she has she's just so speedy. I, I love watching her race. You know, she's always going to be in the finish, but all credit to Queen of Quebec. She was so powerful in the run, and I was uh, standing trackside for this one, and she looked like she was always going to win the race up the straight. Uh, Ross was, you could just tell, confident. There was a, he had a lot of horse there, and... Yeah, it was a nice one to watch from the track. 
Another one for Chris Fanosio, as you mentioned. He he really did have a great night out, and the job that he's doing with his trotters is absolutely fantastic. You don't see many paces out there for Chris these days. I think he just loves these trotters so much, and, uh, and yeah, he showed that he is up with our best trotting trainers with that performance that he put on on Saturday night. We have race eight coming up now, which was the AG Coombs trot, and it was taken out by Ebony's Avenger. Here are the closing stages. The Beck, third quarter, 29-1. Ebony's Avenger, third. Tipsy Turvy now coming out three wide. And then came Tweedle D from anywhere, Hugo. Mercenary on the turn in front. Zebeck flat out. Ebony's Avenger's right there. Then Tipsy Turvy, anywhere, Hugo. In the straight, the leader is Mercenary. Mercenary in front from Ebony's Avenger. Uh, then came Eb getting home anywhere, Hugo. The leader is uh, Ebony's Avenger now with Mercenary kicking back. Ebony's Avenger just doing enough. Ebony's Avenger has worn down Mercenary and just beat it anywhere Hugo closed off well for third then either of Tweedledee or Tipsy Turvey next in was the Beck uh, another close finish in the AG Coombs trot with just a head separating Ebony's Avenger and Mercenary Profidia Sue was our little black book runner and bet in this race and unfortunately it refused to score up ruining any chance for us getting a return for our little black book. Ebony's Avenger crossed to the lead quite comfortably and then let Mercenary cross after that taking a sit on the leader's back. Zubek, it's that park throughout with anywhere Hugo who was back four pegs. Mercenary looked to have it in the bag, but was just grabbed late on the line by Ebony's Avenger Ash, mentioning just a head between them. Mercenary stuck on for second. Anywhere Hugo, as mentioned, was four pegs, but he snuck up the inside and flashed home into third place, adding some good value into the trifectas. Tweedledee, who was three pegs, pulled out off the fence just to stay straightened and come wide and came home for fourth. So it was actually a, a pegs, pegs, pegs dominated race. The times that they ran in this, they went 2 minutes 0.3. The lead time was 46.6, which is quite comfortable. 32.1, 31, 29.1. You'd think Mercenary just had this in the bag after such an easy run out in front. But that quick sprint of Ebony's Avenger nailed him late in the 28.7 last quarter. Your thoughts on this one, uh, Bronte, and what about the times of our little black book runner, who, mind you, is getting a refresh in this, in uh, Perfidia Sue, who I don't know how much ground it lost, but it still managed to beat three horses home. Yeah, that was a huge run of Perfidia Sue. The fact, I, did, I didn't actually realise that it still beat three home. I just looked at the result as we're looking at it now, and it's hard to probably gauge what its sectionals were because the last uh, mile... It's chasing. It looks like if you convert its last uh, qu uh, mile to a peg line equivalent, he, it's run 29.6, flat-ish. Uh, I'm looking at mine because I have two decimal points next to my peg line converted sectionals that I have here. But it's hard to tell because we don't... Uh, I don't know at what point it caught up, but I thought it would have been a little bit faster. The sectional star, since we're talking about this in this race, was the horse that finished fifth, Tipsy Turvey, for Marie and John Caldo. This horse had to cover an extra 24 metres, and on face value, the race, or its performance looked okay, but its national sulky rating was nearly two seconds better than 
majority of the field, a, a second and a half better than Ebony's Avenger. So if you're listening to this and you, there's a horse you want to follow, maybe not a black book, but just want to keep an eye on it, could be Tipsy Turvy. Ebony's Avenger, that was a great win and it just let down so well for Geordie Leadham. I love Mercenary. I personally find when I watch this horse, it impresses me more when it is had a sit and it, it just flies at them late. I don't know if it's a leader. I haven't looked too far back into its previous history, but um, I love watching this horse when it's driven as a sit sprint, but it did go well. It had to work a bit early to get the front, and this was definitely a hard race. And anyway, Hugo looks to be as if it's heading towards its best, and we know that it can race the best horses in Victoria, and, you know, it can be competitive ish uh in those feature races is probably not going to be a just believe or a queen of ladder or a call me the breeze but it used to be at one point competitive in those races and it looks like it could be heading back towards its best so that would have been a thrill for benick Ziras. it was a really really nice race and a few great stories to come out of it yeah for sure anyway hugo is always one that you've got to put in your trifectas on first fours no matter how strong the field is because he does he always finds a line really well but um i'll give you the rundown on perfidious sue's individual sectionals so it, it's gallop well it's not scored up it's out the back it's around its first half in 58 7 the second half or the middle half of the race uh 57 9 8 then got home in 57.69 for its last half. It's around its last mile in 156.45. That is absolutely humming when you consider that every other horse has gone two minutes or slower. So Perfidious Sue gets a refresh into the little black book after that run. It's just got to do everything right. A gallop last start. It's refused to score up this time. Hopefully that might push the odds out a little bit for us next start and it can do everything right because if it does, it will be mighty hard to beat.